Thank you for tuning in to the Lakewood Grace Podcast. We're a church in Lakewood, Washington, and whether you're listening from around the corner or from around the world, we're glad that you're here. We hope this sermon equips you to be the Christian the world needs today. If you'd like to learn more about us, head on over to lakewoodgrace.com. And now, for this week's sermon. Thank you, ladies. Good morning, friends. It is so good to see you this day. This almost feels normal, but we're getting there. Our scripture today is Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. So hear now the word of the Lord to you and to me. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose, and we've come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the, peop- all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, For this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, They return to their country by another route. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So we conclude our series today on uh, the birth of Jesus through the lens of the Christmas characters that we encounter in Scripture. And, And we finish today with the Magi. So who were the Magi? Who were the three kings that we commonly sing about? Well, we know they were from the east, most likely from Babylon, most scholars would say. And despite the song, We Three Kings, the total is unknown. We don't know how many showed up to uh, visit Jesus and worship him. And we do know this, they probably showed up two to three years after Jesus was born. So if your nativity set includes uh, three wise men who are bearing gifts, they have to come later. If you have that as part of your set, you're getting it all wrong, but that's okay. We also know this. This is important. We also know that they were Gentile pagans. They were practitioners of magic, sorcerers. They were astrologers who looked for meaning and direction in life by studying created things instead of surrendering to the creator of things. So at this point, God in the flesh has come to earth. He has broken through the darkness, and these astrologers, these magicians, were about as far away from God as you could be. They were out of the way 
geographically, philosophically, ethically, theologically. These guys were as far away from God in every way possible. Magi appear in Scripture, uh, both in the Old Testament and the New Testament, um, before Matthew 2 and after Matthew 2, and, and they are never portrayed in a positive light. Only in this story do we hear about magi and, and, and something positive related to them. But here's what's going on here. You have the pinnacle of holiness on one hand with Jesus Christ, and then you have the exact opposite in the other with the magi. And here's, here's what preaches this morning, friends. God did something cosmic to call them to him. Let's look at the text here. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and we've come to worship him. Now, let's, let's walk through this for a little bit. These guys are hundreds of miles away, at least, and they saw his star? How do a bunch of Gentile astrologers, hundreds of miles with no Twitter feed away, know anything about the birth of Jesus? How do a bunch of magicians doing their pagan magic come to see his star? And, and, and what happens that they finally can understand that this is the star of something greater? How do they even know that this star is for the king of the Jews? Now, Scholars have no shortage of theories on how this unfolds, but here's the bottom line. God will go to any length to reach those who do not know him. God did something cosmic to grab the attention of Eastern Gentile pagans in a far-off land, and if God would move planets, that's one theory. Or, or maybe he banged out a supernova, that's another theory. Or, or he'll do whatever he did to grab their attention in order to pour his grace out on them. God will stop at no means to get your attention as well. God provided a sign to the Magi, right? But the sign, the star, the something, whatever it was that led them out of their darkness also led them closer to the God who comes to us, you see. But their journey wasn't complete yet. And I'm afraid that most of humanity sees a star of sorts, a sign that God is present. They see evidence of God all around them, but unlike the Magi, they stop short of making the journey to fully respond to God's invitation. Our world, you see, is, is full of signs that God is active and present, signs that God is sovereign and moving. But just acknowledging the signs and acknowledging that there's something maybe greater than we are is not enough. You were not created to see evidence of God all around you and go, wow, what a sunset. Wow, the birth of this child. Wow, there's got to be a higher power or something. Well, back to work. Wow, there must be an intelligent designer who set our earth at an exact angle 
at, at just the right distance from the sun so that we don't freeze because we're too far off from the sun or burn up because we're too close, that all of creation down to the subatomic particle didn't just randomly happen. There's got to be something greater than this. Anyway, what's for dinner? We've got to respond fully to God's call. And that's crazy thinking, right? To just stop there and go, whoa, there's got to be something greater beyond us. You see, God is always revealing himself. He's showing us sign after sign that God is here. And I love that the Magi made a journey in response to God's revelation of his presence. They went deeper in. They weren't content to just stop at a higher power or an intelligent designer or a generic one-size-fits-all lowercase God. That star that led them to Bethlehem, that led them to Jerusalem, led them to something greater. Listen to what comes next in, in, our, in our text here. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for it is written by the prophet, and you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. See, here's what's going on here. The star led them to Jerusalem. God entered into their context. He grabbed their attention and he said, listen, you guys who are so far from me in every way possible, you have to come closer. The star led them to Jerusalem and it's in Jerusalem where they encountered scripture. And here's where things get more intimate. Here's where they get closer Scripture led them to Christ. A couple of truths here. One, it is not enough to just believe in a God, to just believe in some generic higher power. If it were enough to believe in a God, then all religions would be the same. And as long as you're a good person, you are saved, which, by the way, is found nowhere in the Bible, in case you're wondering or hoping. You see, God has revealed himself to us like the Magi in a general sense, but you are always invited to come closer. That general revealing of Christ's presence will lead to a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. There's a connection there. That the revelation of God's presence will lead to a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. They saw the revelation. They saw the star. They went to Jerusalem, and, and there at Jerusalem, they encountered Scripture, and Scripture led them literally into the presence of the Christ child, into a relationship. So one, it's not enough to just believe in something greater than us. That's not the full journey. But number two, the relationship with Christ comes through God's Word. Scripture, like the Magi, is what leads us to Christ. This, friends, this is, this is God's word. And the Jesus we encountered in God's word is the only Jesus who can save sinners like you and like me. The only Jesus who broke through the darkness and is present with us in and through the darkness. The only crucified, dead and buried and resurrected Savior who's coming back. We encountered that person here. That's the Jesus that we encounter here. The Jesus who pursues sinners, the Jesus who has been calling you, the Jesus who is worthy of your loyalty and worship, who demands 
every bit of who you are, who will settle for nothing less than your complete obedience, who is coming again as judge and king, who will wipe away every tear because death and evil will be no more. You find that Jesus, you encounter that relationship in God's word. So what happens next in this story? Matthew writes, after listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. After being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. They saw the star. They made the journey. They encountered Christ through scripture, and their response is fantastic. It ought to be our response as well. It is great joy and worship. Great joy that God would call a sinner like me into his presence. Great joy followed by great worship. And I think the Magi, I think they realized that what they had been searching for up to this point wasn't enough. Whatever calculations they could make in the, through the stars at night wasn't enough to fill what was lacking in their hearts. And think about it. If the Magi were fine the way they were, why would they have traveled so far to visit a toddler. If the Magi were so, so far off that God would go out of his way to reach into their darkness, into their reality, he, he invited them into a relationship with him. That demands a response. And I love that this story tells us that God loves us just the way we are and God refuses to keep us as we are because what the magi were doing was completely unacceptable and God cannot imagine an eternity without them he cannot imagine an eternity without you and so that's why God does the impossible to enter into our darkness so that we are called into a relationship with him where he pours out his grace and forgiveness on sinners like you and me and because of that we are made new that's the story of the magi friends like all of us, you see. They were given a sign of God's presence and they responded. And because they responded, they were led through scripture directly into Christ's presence. What grace. Their response. Joy and worship. Their reality. They have a new way home. And I love the way that our text ends today. There's something poetic here. They encounter the Savior, and they cannot now, because they encounter the Savior, return the same way they arrived. They're different now. God's grace has touched them. They're changed. And going back the way they can, the way that they came, now leads to death. So what they do is they take a different way home. Do you hear the message in there? Friends, the birth of Christ through the Magi's perspective is this. Nobody 
is beyond God's reach. Nobody is undesirable to God. The story of the Magi is the story of God calling outsiders into a deep and personal relationship with him through Jesus Christ. The story of the Magi is this, there is not a person who is too lost, too atheist, too extreme, too radical, too abused, too addicted, too confused, too hurt, too angry, too gay, too mean, too hypocritical, too fake, too tired, too busy, too perfect, too whatever, that God wouldn't do something cosmic to call you into a relationship with him. There is not a person alive who has sinned too much or too severely that God would not call them into his presence to pour his grace upon them and change them forever. Even if you're the guy who keeps stealing our Christmas lights in front of our church, God is calling you. You keep the lights, but we want you because God wants you. Friends, this is good news. And if you're watching online, I know we've got people who are watching that we don't even know about yet, and I hope that someday we get to worship together. But if you are watching online and you're waiting for a sign, this is it. God is calling you into a relationship with him. And the way we do that is we submit to Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And if you've never done that before, make today your day. What you do is you simply say something like this. Lord, I invite you into my life. Jesus, come into my life and make me new. I surrender to you. God's word tells us that once we belong to Jesus, the old is gone and a new creation is there. But the journey doesn't end there. You now belong to the church. And this is a journey that we do together. We weren't designed to do it alone. So if today is your day, welcome home. We've been waiting for you. For the rest of us. May today be a day where we are reminded of God's unending, unexplainable, amazing grace. That he would go to no end to call sinners like you and I directly into his presence. Let's join together now in a word of prayer. Lord, you are a God of grace and mercy. Father, we thank you for who you are and what you've done and what you promised to do. You are the source of hope that we find nowhere else. And we thank you, God, that you have called us into your presence. Lord, we do lift up to you the folks who have yet to make this journey. And so, God, we pray over this city. We pray that thousands of people, we pray that everybody who is hearing this message, Lord, repents and turns to you so that they may be saved, that they may be made new. Lord, you are good. We love you. 
and we worship you with great and exceeding joy. And we pray these things in the name of Jesus Christ and all of God's people said, Amen. listening to the Life with Grace podcast. Please be sure to subscribe and then head on over to lifewithgrace.com slash connect where you'll find a link to contact us or even fill out a communication card. Have a wonderful week. God bless.